0: Welcome to Props and Hops, a betting and beer podcast powered by dimers.com and part of Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host Matt Landis and let's get right to it. NFL Week 8 bets curated from a dream team of football handicappers plus some original analysis. 60% of the time it works every time. One side this week, The Jets, plus 10.5 hosting the Bengals, that line current as I record this during Thursday Night Football between the Packers and the Cardinals, and this Jets bet, not for the faint of heart, but if you will take the plunge on the Jets, you've got some sharp company, the whale capper Drew Dinsick mentioning he's on the Jets on the Matchbook NFL Betting Podcast as well as the Deep Dive, and also Steve Fezik mentioning he's playing the Jets on the Dream Preview. Drew's handicap centered around the fact that he thought the Ravens' defense was more bad than the Bengals' offense was good last week when the Bengals beat the Ravens, so he sees the market overreacting to Cincinnati here. And on the Jets' side of things, Drew notes that their quarterback this week, Mike White, probably nothing special, but that doesn't mean he's a big downgrade from Zach Wilson. Drew ultimately concludes the Jets are still an NFL team, and no NFL team in his eyes should be a three-score underdog at home to the Bengals. Fezzik laid out a similar handicap, and as I think about this game, I can't dismiss the look-ahead line, and I want to note that we should take look-ahead lines with a grain of salt in general. It can be a pretty lazy talking point across the sports media-verse, but look-ahead lines aren't entirely worthless, especially at the extremes, and this one's about as extreme as it gets, moving a full touchdown from the look-ahead line last week of Bengals minus 3.5 all the way up to 10.5. And I simply can't get there. Even if I go ahead and implement an aggressive reaction to a one-game sample size, let's say we upgrade the Bengals by two points and downgrade the Jets by two points, that takes us from that look-ahead of 3.5 up to 7.5. And that's not to mention these four points are much more meaningful when we're crossing through a key number such as the 7 but let's just call it 7.5 based on some power rating adjustments and then also factor in the Jets quarterback situation, but Zach Wilson was arguably the worst starting quarterback in the league, so an aggressive downgrade from him to Mike White would be another two points. That takes us from 7.5 to 9.5. I still can't get to 10 here, even if I'm trying to be as optimistic as can be on the Bengals, and as pessimistic as can be on the Jets, and as the saying goes, betting the NFL boils down to numbers not teams, and that has me on the ugly underdog in this one, the Jets catching 10.5 points. One total to get to this week as well, Tennessee-Indianapolis over 51. This was Fabian Summers' best bet on the Matchbook NFL Betting Podcast, and he was joined on this play by Drew. Fabian presented the bulk of the handicap, noting the Titans' offense is rolling right now, with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown healthy again. It's a matchup nightmare for defenses, basically a pick-your-poison proposition, stacking the secondary to contain those wide receivers, or stacking the box to contain Derrick Henry. And beyond the players, when it comes to the Titans scheme, new offensive coordinator Todd Downing has been calling play action the last three weeks at a much higher rate after largely disregarding it for the first month of the season. And that's been working wonders for Ryan Tannehill, who's averaging 11 yards per attempt the last three weeks off of play action. In terms of the defense the Titans will be going up against, that Colts defense not positioned to put up too much resistance against a good offense like this. In fact, when these teams first matched up in Tennessee, the Titans committed three turnovers in Colts territory, they didn't have Julio Jones or A.J. Brown for most of the game, and they still scored 25 points. On the other side of the ball, the Colts offense might be underrated, Carson Wentz has been getting healthier, and as much as it might pain some people to admit it, he's been playing pretty well lately. He's also been getting some good play from his supporting cast, notably Michael Pittman emerging as a possible star at wide receiver, and T.Y. Hilton, likely to return to the Colts wide receiver core after getting in a limited practice on Thursday. And in the backfield, Jonathan Taylor's been on a roll, so Derrick Henry, not the only standout running back in this matchup. And on the offensive line for the Colts, right tackle Braden Smith, a pleasant surprise, getting in a full practice on Thursday, so he's looking like a go for this one as well. And similar to the Titans, from a schematic standpoint with the Colts, they've been using more play action the last three weeks than they did through the season's first four weeks. In fact, over the past three weeks, the Colts have used play action even more than the Titans, and that could work out very well for them against a Titans defense that saw an outlier performance last week holding the Chiefs to just three points. That Tennessee secondary still in shambles, and Frank Reich should be poised to attack it with his offense, especially going up against a Tennessee front seven struggling to pressure the quarterback. The outright winner of this game's looking like a coin toss, but either way, it looks like we have the makings of a potential shootout in a pivotal AFC South showdown. And speaking of that Titans Colts game, Tennessee looks like a good teaser candidate, but no good pairing partners for them on this week's board, so we'll move right along to the props. Got a couple of them to break down this week. First up, Justin Herbert, over 291.5 passing yards for the Chargers hosting the Patriots. The hitman hinted at this play on the Hot Read Hits podcast, and a big part of the handicap is the Chargers coming into this one off their bye, and Brandon Staley's been talking about self-evaluation as the first-year head coach for the Chargers. On offense, Staley's been suggesting they need to be more aggressive on early downs. Translation, not waiting until 3rd and 4th down to let Herbert do what he does best. There is a potential fly in the ointment here. Austin Eckler, a surprise DNP on Thursday, so his status is in doubt for this game. But even if the Chargers lose a security blanket out of the backfield, they're getting a return to full strength from Mike Williams, and that adds a nice home run threat to the passing game. So I consider this prop good up to 299 and half yards. The second prop this week, Dallas, Minnesota, shortest touchdown, under 1.5 yards. The big question in this one is Dak Prescott's status. The total for this game is currently 53.5, and that's down from 55.5 earlier in the week, so that reflects about a 50-50 confidence level on Dak playing on Sunday night. If he's out, this total's gonna drop further, and that would be bad for the math behind this prop. But from a matchup standpoint, I still think it's good enough. We know what the Cowboys can do near the goal line with that offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott. And as far as the Vikings are concerned, Dalvin Cook going to be closer to full strength for them coming off the bye. So that could bode well for Minnesota in short yardage situations as well. I make this prop good up to minus 140. That does it for the Week 8 card. Let's get into a rapid fire recap of this week's bets. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Just a four-pack of picks this week, but our biggest edge as betters is the option to pick our spots, so we've got to work with what the betting board gives us, going with one side, the Jets plus 10.5 hosting Cincinnati, one total, Tennessee, Indianapolis, over 51, and two props, Justin Herbert, over 291.5 passing yards, and Dallas, Minnesota, Shortest touchdown under one and a half yards.